Welcome to the Steve and Caleb Show. My name is Caleb. And my name is Steve. Here we like to talk about politics and current events from a perspective of liberty. Oftentimes our opinions make both Republicans and Democrats uncomfortable. Let's dive in. All right, Steve, I just have one question for you. Did you have fireworks on 4th of July? Uh, this year, no, uh, just because with the way schedules and everything worked, just didn't get to go buy them. I did go buy um, the big Shelton's fireworks stand, right. uh, the big store on, off I-74. It's like supposed to be the biggest fireworks store in the United States. I don't know if that's accurate or second biggest, whatever it is. How but many Confederate flags are in there? I didn't see any, actually, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, but I did see, hold your breath, a lot of Illinois license plates there. Hmm, funny how that works, because they're right next to the border. Right. A lot of, I say a lot of, there's an awful lot of front license plates in that parking lot right now, because all the people from Illinois drive over here just across the Indiana border right. to buy their illegal fireworks, which are illegal in the state of Indiana, because we live in what's called a free state. Well, mostly. But, uh... Yeah, I didn't do any. Usually we do. Uh, I have a friend of mine. We usually do a big thing at his house on the 4th. Uh, he had to get his kidneys replaced a couple weeks ago, so he's still recovering from that. But he's planning on doing a big get-together where we all – I mean, the fireworks show lasts so long, we literally just stop because we get bored. There's just so many fireworks. I think last the last time we did it two years ago when it wasn't overseas was uh, – I think we had like three or $4,000 worth of fireworks. Well, the reason why I was asking is because like when you think of – the, the like ee type stuff, you know, like the fireworks and the guns and like all, all that rural fun mm. stuff, you know, people, people automatically assume that it's always going to be here in our rural areas because we're not as progressive, right? True. And so yeah. the reason I asked that question is because in my little town of like a few hundred people, we didn't have fireworks. Obviously, it's because of COVID. And I'm not going to sit here and say that like COVID's not real because it is. I'm not going to do any of that, um, even if I think numbers are skewed. Um, but it just makes me think about how complacent, and if you don't know what complacent means, just pause this episode and look it up. <laughs> I, it makes me think about how complacent I, like Midwestern rednecks are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like w- when it comes to fireworks or guns right. or really anything that right. has to do with any type of freedom that we like to enjoy. Um, it just makes me wonder how complacent we are. Now, another reason why it makes me think of that is because locally I'm introducing a piece of legislation that basically makes it to where, uh, you know, like if if a super liberal president got voted in and they try to ban like AR-15s, mm-hmm. our county would essentially say, nope, sorry, not here. Um, it's called a uh, two-way sanctuary ordinance. Um, it's super simple. You can Google it. Um Right. I, I will say, to correct one thing you did say, you're not introducing, you've introduced. Oh, yeah, you've I've already introduced it. it. Right. Yeah, which I thought was, I was, that was like, oh, that's just, this is real stuff happening. This is real, like, local, community-based activism. It's not just getting on Facebook and saying, like, right. I love my IR. It's it's real. It's a, and to your point about complacency, uh, I feel like a lot of people that I spoke to about that, uh, that aren't from necessarily where we live, but all over Indiana and all, yeah, you know, some yeah. in Ohio and whatnot, they kind of rolled their eyes at it. Like, oh, that's a waste of time. Uh, to your point, I do think there is a huge amount of complacency, not just with, you know, Second Amendment or fireworks or just, like, just liberty is in general. Yeah. They think that it won't affect us here. But the thing is, is, you know, what happens in one place eventually will make its way here. That's just how it works. Theoretically, yeah. I mean, look at, look at like, the way COVID spread. Uh, what, you know, obviously, 
the the federal level they've mishandled it grossly but it's obviously a thing it's a real thing but it started over here and then it was here and then it was here and then it was here and now you know that's how legislation works you know if the right. federal government says this is illegal it's illegal right now whether or not we disagree with it in that case obviously we would disagree from a legal perspective correct right right of course um but that's not to say I, you know, we're going to be bootlickers and obey that law. Obviously, the whole purpose of you submitting that piece of legislation was to say, hey, federal government, we reserve our rights as states and as local communities to govern ourselves. You know, maintain the interstates, maintain the military. You know, what's the other? Uh, break up monopolies. That's, I think, it's another function right, of the federal right. government, which is questionable. But anyway, uh, that's it. That should be it. That should totally be it. Get the, gov- get the federal government out of it. Handle it. What we always say in the military, handle it at the lowest level. Which applies to any life, any lifestyle. Right. You know, if you can fix it at your level, whatever it is, fix it. Now, the reason why I think complacency is so embedded, and I, I used to be one of those people that used to like eye roll, and because it's like, oh, you know, we don't need that here. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Even if it does come here, our local sheriffs and cops, they'll be like, nope, sorry, we're not going to enforce that. But then I went and introduced the piece of legislation and the commissioners, for those of you who are listening, um, the County commissioners essentially vote on if they want to implement it or not. And so when I introduced it, I had like my best 90 second speech. I had people invited like with the chairs in the commissioner's room were filled with people. Um, We had like 15 people. I mean, it wasn't that much, but it was just an introduction. It's not like we all knew they weren't going to vote on it, Mm -hmm. Um, but they looked at it. I talked about it. The sheriff did not like it. The commissioners were silent. Um, they were nice and polite, and so was I. They were just like, you know, we'll think about it. Um, it but it just wasn't too assuring. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when when everybody was like, you know what, you don't have to worry about that here, it's like, well, obviously we do, because as soon as it was introduced, they did not like it. It made them uncomfortable because they know it's going to happen. And right. so you said the sheriff what didn't like it? Yeah, so the sheriff didn't like it because and I can show you the emails um, later on, but basically in the emails he stated that he has to enforce Indiana law no matter what, and that's his job. His job isn't to protect the people. His isn't, job, according to him, was to enforce Indiana law. Right. Well, isn't he a local police law enforcement person? He's not yeah. he's not state like the state cops are state cops. Right. You well, I guess the I guess the sheriffs sheriff. are technically state employees. Really? I think so. But huh. regardless, right. from an ethical standpoint, sure, but from a moral standpoint, dude, that's wild. Right. That's just wild. Absolutely. And so anyways, he he was sitting in the back. Um I included him in on all this about a week after I started this, so way back in January. Mm-hmm. And I I even, you know, like some people would have just emailed and Facebook messaged. And if they would have got denied by him, they'd have been like, all right, you know, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I actually called him and I set up, well, I tried to set up in a, like, 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 a, like a phone appointment mm-hmm. and I missed the call. So I call him back. And anyways, I got a hold of him and um, he was one of the ones where it's like, you know, we don't need that here. Da, 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 da. Did you say why? Um, well, his, his reason seemed kind of shallow. He said he didn't want like, mom's demand action showing up to his doorstep and it's like what (laughs) like so anyways um i went ahead and did it anyways like i don't need his blessing right absolutely because that's just stupid it'd have been nice but yeah you don't need it right Right. it would have been amazing you'd like to think that your law enforcement officials in your local area would be supporters of the constitution being that they swore to defend the constitution and their local communities yeah every single person i talked to was like yeah you know like i 
first off, for those of you who do not know, like people in Indiana love to talk about how they're friends with the sheriff. Yeah. The oh, sheriff yeah. is a politician. Yeah. He's going to act like your friend. Absolutely. Anyways, so everybody's like, yeah, like I'm friends with him. He's going to be totally cool with this. He lets me hunt on his property or, yeah. you know, like oh, we're totally yeah. cool. And it's like, dude, he wants your vote. But anyway, at the end of the day, that's what he is. Yeah. Like, obviously there's a law enforcement job there, obviously. Yeah, right. But at the end of the day, he's, he's trying to get reelected. Oh, that's of course. I mean, so, that's, I get it. You know, it's not a bad thing. No, 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 no. But I, I get it. But at the same time, you have to go into the situations understanding this is an elected official. Right. So By the way, people, notice I didn't use the word leader. Yes. Correct. Different topic, different day. Anyway. <laughs> so anyways, these people are like, yeah, you know what? He'll be cool with it. Um, you just got to introduce it and they'll vote on it. And it'll probably be yes. So I was like, all right, cool. So I came in with that mindset with a little bit of skepticism, but it, 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 that happened, like I just explained. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that brings up the question, you know, are we as Americans, even in places that are considered safe for these types of legislation that wants to get rid of AR 15s mm-hmm. or different types of weapons, accessories, I, I truly believe that complacency is going to kill us. And I believe whoever's listening to this needs to step up and try to deter that complacency. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is by being actively, I, 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 I I don't know what the opposite of complacent is, but you need to be anti-complacent. Right. I, mean, I, like, I think just active is the right word. Right. That doesn't mean, like, share the most offensive, like, bro vet meme on Facebook no. you can find. But, like, I'll give you an example. So, just the other day, I was at my dad's house, uh, just hanging out with him and my brother and my sister, and uh, his girlfriend's there. And she's not anti-Second Amendment, but she's one of these, well, I think it's fine, but... So, she brought up the fact, she asked me if I had a gun on me right then and there. Which right. I didn't, like, in that moment. It was in my truck, locked. Uh-huh. Because uh, when I'm at a family's house, like, I get together like that. I generally, you know, where we, it's a small town. I don't know where. I generally don't carry, like, on my person. Now, right. that being said, I went to another friend's house in Indianapolis. I kept that thing on me. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, but she asked me, she said, well, did you wear it, like, on the way here? I said, well, yeah. She right. said, why? This isn't a dangerous place. I said, do you know why it's not a dangerous place? Because people like me carry guns and people know that. Right. People know that in these little small towns, people are carrying weapons lawfully. Uh, they're, they're being aware of things. Uh, it, and I think that's what maintains this this safety net. You know, there's you don't have the same kind of crime here that you do in big cities because it's kind of understood if you come out in the country and you start breaking into someone's house, they're not going to call the cops. They're going to shoot you in the face. Right. They're going to call a freaking ambulance. Right. Yeah. They're going to call the ambulance <laughs> or the morgue, depending on what weapon system that you use right. that day. Uh, I can think if you break into my house, you're probably going to get with a 45 and a 40 cal because one for me and one for my wife. <laughs> and before my kids get too big, you probably have like a tw- you know 20 gauge shotgun thrown in the mix too. Right. I, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to give my kid a loaded shotgun at night. But anyway, uh, but that's true. I mean, that's that's the world we live in. Uh, and I think it's kind of understood that you just don't want to do that in these small towns like this. Now, does, does crime still happen here? Yes, obviously. There's still the need for law enforcement. Um, but I think the whole an armed society is a polite society is, the, in a weird way, a roundabout way, the source of that complacency. Because we are so safe where we are. Right. And there is – I don't think that you know guys like us carrying guns is the only reason. I think there is a cultural difference in small towns and big cities. It seems like when you get people together, they just get nastier. Uh-huh, like in a big, uh-huh. you know, packed in, things like that. It's mm-hmm. loud. There's all the, the hustle and bustle. There's a different energy. Dirty. Yeah, I mean, this is how it is. You know, you get, I've, we've all been to big cities and we're like, man, I could never live here. You know, all the houses look worn down and tired. And we have that here too, though. That's the thing. Right. Like, I drive through Milan and I see like old washed up trailers with rusty cars in the front yard. 
Mm-hmm. And then I go to, uh, to somewhere in Indianapolis or Chicago or Texas or wherever, and I see the same thing, but it's cramped together. It's a different culture. Um, I don't even know if culture is the right word. It's just a different energy. Like, I would say culture is the right word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that complacency in our small towns is because the culture is different. There is like the threat of violence for doing bad things. Uh, and criminals criminals don't just pick random targets like for the most part smart ones right the good ones right oh, yeah the bad ones get shot yeah you know, <laughs> when they come to the stuff <laughs> they don't here. live long their life expectancy is like super short right right and 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 you watch all the documentaries where they go into prisons and they talk to people about you know how did you pick your victims or you know breaking into a house or whatever right. it is it's like well you look for someone who's not paying attention look yes. for someone who's carrying themselves in a way a hard that, target right right a hard or soft target you know, what they, they know what to look for. There's body language. I mean, there's everything. When I when, you know, I'm not exactly like a real tough looking dude. Like I'm just kind of a like a slightly overweight. I got all these kids. I'm like got this glazed over look in my face, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the same time, I'm paying attention to what's going on. I'm looking. Right. I always look at people around me when I, you know, you I, carry yourself up. Right. I stand. I, I try to stand up straight. Uh, yeah, exactly. I try to present something, even if I'm not like I'm not trained to fight people. Like we all did, like you know, combative level one, where you just like do exercises. That's all it is. It's an excuse to do more PT at basic training. But that's it. That's all I've done. I'm a mechanic, you know. Like, like if I can, if you need your tire flipped, I'm your guy. But if for, you need for, someone for for the military, you're a mechanic, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I can do stuff on. I can I can fix your lawnmower too. But okay, sure. But I'm not I'm not what you'd call a, a trained killer. You know. Okay. I mean, like I. I know how to use my weapon, my, my pistol, whatever pistol I carry or whatever it is. Uh, but I think the biggest weapon that we have is being aware, right? But part of that comes with, again, going back to this small town, complacency. I'm not complacent. Even though I live in a town that statistically I'm never going to have to even draw my weapon, let alone right. use it. But the fact of the matter is I think people in our town, because we you know, in our areas tend to be more conservative, they do tend to be Second Amendment proponents. You know, whether they're like you and I, where they think machine guns should be legal for civilian ownership, or you have, you know, the FUDs who think that the 1911 is the only gun that's ever existed. Two world wars, you know. I love 1911s, by the way. But anyway, uh, whatever. Brother in law. Whatever, yeah, whatever side (laughs) of that coin you're on, uh, you're gonna gonna carry yourself a different way than someone who thinks that that's not. it's weird talking to people that are from cities, uh, especially now that these riots are happening and the lockdowns and people are out of work. And so people are kind of realizing like, hey, my neighbor might not – he may be out of work and he may be trying to feed his kids and he's going to do what I would do to feed him, which is anything. Literally anything. Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird. You think about – you like to think you know, some of your neighbors, if, if like it hit the fan, quote unquote, where everything was shut down, like shut down. They would just ask down. you. Right, they would, you know, we'd all come together as a community. Right. But I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people than you would like to think, would be those like they would come into your house, kill you and your family to take your food. You right. know, not, not, I'm not saying everyone's these bad people, but you get people that aren't sure how to take care of themselves at a desperate time, and then they act, you know, they they fall back on that lack of knowledge how to take care of themselves. They're gonna do crazy things. Uh, and so now we're getting into this these lockdown, people are out of work, crime rates have spiked all over the country. Uh, I think there's even been a slight hump where we where we are. Although I don't feel like we've been affected as much with it as as you know bigger cities and you know bigger you know more populous states. But for there's people I listened to a podcast. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the guy who it was, but it, he had a guy who owned a gun store in California, 
uh, and the guy brought up where they their their sales have been insane. I mean, I went to go buy some thirty eight bullets for my mom the other day in mm-hmm. Lafayette, and the line was out the door at this gun store. Right, and yeah. I'm like. Oh, I guess I'm paying the extra shipping and handling to buy it online because I'm not about to wait in this line to go buy some 38 bullets. Did you go out and see what that line was for? No, I didn't. I just because I went there as well, uh-huh. and so was I, it, I was, was asking, it, "Was it four guns?" Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I showed up, and I was like, "What's with this line?" Yeah, not even get out. This goes with my with my question. So apparently, this gun store owner I, I don't know who the owner is but he only lets like three or four people in at a time because of COVID oh. and that's why there's a line stretching out and okay. I'm like wait so you're only allowed to have as many people per behind the counter sales associates there are in a so, place so that is one owned for one. yeah right one customer for employee. and this is supposed to be owned at least hypothetically by somebody who is pro-liberty, pro-freedom, and that just kind of goes back to the complacency because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, we are faced with COVID, I guess, if you want to say we're faced with COVID. And you see conservatives crumbling at the first sight of pressure. Yeah. And so that, and and that leads me to another question, and this is going to get so much blowback. I cannot get, I cannot wait to get the emails or the messages after I say this, but do you think that conservatives are so complacent with this issue that oh, I don't know how to say this without saying it the wrong way. That they will allow the cops to take their guns when that day comes because they will be so pro thin blue line. Mm. Oh that yeah, they'll be so complacent. Yeah. They'll be like, you know what? I know you're just doing your job. I back the blue. We mm. pray for you in uh, Bible study. We got you. You know, I got my Punisher yeah. skull in the truck. You're, you're good. <laughs> I know this is gonna you, pass. I like seeing the uh, the don't tread on me flag and the thin blue line sticker oh next to each other. God. Don't get me wrong. Like I think we both support pl- good yes. police officers. Yes. Yes. But so here's here's my answer to your question. Here's what I think. Yes, under one condition, What's if that? a Republican is president. If Barack Obama was president right now, and like all the police locking down cities and stuff, right? Do you think conservatives would stand for that for a second? Or Republicans, not for a I second, say. dude. Not for a second. They'd say, "Oh, he's a communist." Blah 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 blah. Don't get me wrong. There's he's, stuff Obama. He's a Muslim. That I, that I right that I didn't care for. Right. I I'm I'm not a Republican. I'm very conservative. But there's sure. a, but Trump's not pro two A. He no, he's simply not. is not. He says he is, but that's what you're supposed to do when you're a Republican. You're supposed yes. to say, oh, I love the guns, you know. He straight up said, take away the guns and let the courts decide. That's li- he, he literally, he literally said, said it. <laughs> like, those words, I, we've also, I mean, if you haven't seen the video, it's very easy to find. Because it's not fake. Because it's real. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and he can't say, oh, it's fake news. You said it, right? right. Like, don't get me, he's, he's, he's. He's governed much more conservatively on a broader spectrum than I thought oh, he would being an old New York he used to be Democrat. Right. An, an old New York guy, right? right. He, he he definitely does not have The economy's great too. The economy's great. Like, that's what he's got, right? And he's done some good things. Uh you know, I, and I you have to take the president in the pieces that you like. Right. Sure. The president can't be the be all end all of your politics. No, no, of um, course not. You can't put all your hope in one person. Exactly. That's wrong. And if you do, then I I question your judgment. Right. And then, and so the problem, so us saying this, by the way, I don't feel like we're being unreasonable. No. All the, you know, Trump train 2020 guys, they're going to be all up in arms if they hear this is, well, he's done this and that. He's just had the media has been against him and all this and that. It's like, yeah. I, I'm quoting him. Right. I'm not saying what CNN said. I don't watch CNN. No, no. I don't, I don't have cable. I don't even have internet in my house. Everything I get is like stuff I have to look up on my own. And right. I listen to conservative news. I listen to liberal news. I listen to people that claim to be in the middle, which generally still lean left. But anyway, yes, um, I listen to all of it because the answer is always somewhere in the middle, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it, 
But yeah, but going back to your point about like them giving up their rights, they're people have rolled over uh, for these lockdowns for all the things because a Republican is president. If, okay, Barack, so Obama, if Barack Obama was president right now, people would not wear masks. Conservatives would not wear masks. Let's put it that way. Question. Answer. So, do you think then, if if Joe Biden becomes president mm -hmm. and there is a second wave of this COVID? Mm -hmm. And they implement similar infrastructure like they did this time. Mm -hmm. Do you think the people who back Donald Trump's decisions would then come up to arms? Hmm. I think more would, but I think I think our population has been groomed for obedience. I mean, how many right. times have you said, "Well, I just I'm not going to wear a mask when I'm out in the public." Like I'm gonna, I, I me personally, I still try to stay away from people. Uh, I do wash my hands a lot more than normal. Right. Uh, I almost, I'm a mechanic, so I almost never wash my hands. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've eaten lunch with grease in my fingernails. This is what you do. You're not being ridiculous. Right. This is how it is. Right. But I'm also not, I'm not going to be violently anti-mask you know, or anti-social. We've all seen guys that are like, oh, you have to kill me before I wore a mask and this and that. Like, right. And the example is annoying. Menards. You have to have a mask to go in there. They'll, conveniently, they'll sell you one. So they're just, they're just making right. money. They're right. a private business. That's fine. I don't shop there. Right. They, I don't have to go there. There's no one twisting my arm to make me go to Menards. I can go to Lowe's. I can go to Home Depot, which, by the way, Ace. gives veterans discounts. Right? Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, Menards don't do that. I think they do, actually. But anyway, um, I have options. It's a free country. Capitalism is great for that purpose. Uh, but yeah, I totally think – I think more people would resist it if if Joe Biden had done this. Yeah. Uh, being that you know the, the quote-unquote Republican administration we currently have has already started these things, I think there would be – an element of people like, well, we already did this. What's one more, you know? But that's how that's how things are done is they're gradually removed. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you look at just look at the gun laws since the since the NFA was oh, passed. Yeah, the NFA was like all or nothing. And it went away, and now they're slowly. Well, let's take this away. Let's take this away. Let's do this. Let's restrict right. this. Let's add this. You know, uh, that's what they know what they're doing. They're smart. So one reason why I I, I had the whole like complacency thing in my mind is because did you hear that because of Trump's bump stock ban, the ATF is reconsidering what is considered a brace and a stock for like the air pistols and stuff. Correct. So right. for those of you who do not know, um, if you're, I believe it's under 16 inches for your barrel, it is considered a short barreled rifle. Mm -hmm. Now, if you replace the stock with what's called a brace, so it's basically just like a minimalist stock. Like it's just a stock that isn't so as good on, on paper. Their design is it fits over right. your forearm to right. hold the weapon because there's AR pistols right and the only difference is basically Nothing. that stock the, the, <laughs> the lower and the upper are basically it's the basically same basically the same so yeah. so this law or the, what they're looking at to make a law is since Trump banned the bump stocks they want to redefine a stock so basically they want to make braces stocks it's either all or nothing it's either mm -hmm. stock or it's not mm -hmm. and they're saying that it all is so anything that you can put up to your arm would be a stock mm -hmm. including that and so I mean wouldn't that be a buffer tube at that point too it, yes, so that's so that that that's the point in that like when you're talking about the NFA and they keep taking 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 mm -hmm. taking, they're going to take away braces for, for from you being allowed to put a brace on your rifle, and so now you're gonna have to have a tax stamp like you would have for a regular SBR, which by the way is why people do the braces, so you don't have to pay this what is it five six hundred dollar tax stamps to have a stock on your rifle that's mm -hmm. under sixteen inches, and. It's looking like it may happen in the next year or two. Right. So here, here, here's the the answer to the complacency question: Is what will people say to that? 
oh, well, I don't really need that. Yes. It's just one more little thing. That's what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're just just chipping away. I would like to make clear, I don't think Trump is part of this, like, conspiracy, like, gun takeover thing. No, that's not what I'm saying. Right, I agree. He is hated by so many people, there is no way he's part of that. There's just no way at this point. I, I don't believe it. And I, you may not agree with that, but I truly believe that he's just not part of that. Well, I think someone's told him, like, somebody with the ATF or whoever wants this to be a thing, and they've made a case to him. Sure. Because he's, I'll give him this, he's really big about, you go handle this. Yes. And he's, like, delegating things, right? For yes, good or for that, bad. that is a good thing he there, does. I think oh, that's a generally a good leadership principle. Yes. Is, hey, you handle this problem. I and mean, he told the state governors with the corona thing, handle it. This is your state. Yes. We'll, we'll provide you funds, but you fix it. And then he's calling people out who aren't. I think it's the same thing happening with like any of these weapons laws that are being implemented. He, uh, I think he's just being told that it's a good thing. Yes. And I think I agree. He doesn't know. I mean, right. he, again, he's grew up in New York. He was That's classically why, a Democrat. Opinion. He doesn't know. I I would be surprised to hear if he ever fired an AR-15 or a I, shotgun. Right. Or a pistol, like anything. His son's a little different. He comes to Indiana, actually, all the yeah, time. Yeah, so I guess he was at one of the restaurants in Crawfordsville. He there's goes a, to the a, Covington Beef House, like, once a month. Does he really? Yeah. That's insane. Now, he's, like, super hunter, though. Like, I mean, he's, of course, they're like, oh, he killed the elephant. Like, okay, he paid millions of dollars to further fund this wildlife conservatory in Africa yeah. to maintain the elephant population that killed an old sick one. That's what they do, by the way. <laughs> all of you people who think killing these animals is like the worst thing that's ever happened, they're paying to keep the animals alive. Hunters right. fund more conservation efforts than PETA ever will. Sure. With our with our, our licensing fees, our hunting stand, all that stuff we have to pay, we're doing that. Separate topic, back to uh, complacency. I get distracted. <laughs> so, but yeah, <laughs> I totally man. agree. I, I, I think it's just one more step towards you know their end goal. And that's how, that's how it's always worked. Right. And I think I, the other problem is, is our fight to to fix it. There's not going to be a hey, let's get rid of all the gun laws. You'll never pass that ever. Right. Uh, but what you have to do is repeal the individual law. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's I think it's just how it works now. I don't think there is any more like outright blanket fit, get this get get this gone. Right? I'm trying to pass one. But. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but. I just don't think it's how it's going to work anymore. I, I, right. I might be wrong. I'm not like you know an educated expert on, any, on stuff like this. On political yeah, we're science. Not, yeah, we're not political scientists. But I just see I just see that's how society works nowadays. Is and I think that's kind of a good thing. Handle one problem at a time. Uh, that's something right. uh, I'm not trying to like advocate specifically for Joe Jorgensen, but her one of her thing was in omnibus bills, i.e. Hey, here's our budget for the year, but let's also add a law that pr- raises the smoking age to 21 and not vote on it by the public. Did you know about that? I did it was, not. It was part of the budget, the federal budget, and they added a law. Oh, yes, yes, And I'm yes, like, yes, yes, yes. what's this have to do with the budget? Why um, can't we just— What do they call it? Uh, pork. Pork, yeah, pork spending, right? Or yep. whatever, you know. They're adding stuff to these bills. I, I don't know why. I'm sure there's, like, an advantage to it, but my whole thing is handle one problem at a time. Right. Whatever it is. And, and you know, some people, I think, they put these problems out like, oh, I'll just we'll just pass this. Everyone agrees with it. No one reads it. Uh, and I saw, I think it was Ted Cruz with one of these budget bills. He like had it and it was like a three foot stack of paper. Oh, God and he goes, him. this, you guys, you guys submitted this two days ago. No one's read this. Right. Why are, why are we trying to pass it today? <laughs> it's like, I get a budgets are com- especially at the federal level budgets are complicated, but it should just be the budget. Yes. Like how hard is it to balance a checkbook? You, you send this much to this department, this much to this department that, you know, all the departments that need funding, you fund them. Or you could make cuts, or you tell them to be more responsible with their money. 
and then you pass the budget. And then if you want to raise the smoking age to 21, talk about that. If you want to, if you want to try to ban bump stocks, talk about that. But it shouldn't be at the behest of one person making an executive order. No, no it should be. Dude, that was just awful. Congressionally, right? you know, I tell you what, if Congress discussed something like that and they asked their constituents and people were speaking out and then they still ban them, there's part of me I'm still not okay with it, but there's right. part of me that's like, I'll swallow that pill. I don't like it, but I'll take that medicine. Because there's at least representation. Exactly. As opposed to exactly. his executive order that exactly. did ban bump stocks. Yep. So, uh, just one thing at a time. You know, how do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time. Is the government a big, fat elephant? Yes, it should be shrunk. We, I think anyone that's liberty-minded thinks that way. Um, but our government is so bloated that it's just insane. We both, we've both seen depots of, of equipment that the military owns. Or has owned or whatever, and just just endless rows upon rows of, of vehicles, and then why is the why is the, the the military budget billions of dollars every year? Right. So doesn't maybe we should cut that stuff out, you know? But and that goes apart. That goes with part of the complacency issue that I have, mm-hmm. and you know, I think it's something that listeners and then the listeners' connections should really try to work on, and I think. I think you were right earlier. The real answer to it is just to become active. Mm-hmm. In order to deter complacency, you have to be active. It's right. kind of like the old bit, the old business saying. Now, I obviously don't own my own business right now, but the saying is, "If you're not growing, you're dying." Yes. And I think yes, you're, goes, you're going. You're never staying where you are. You're either going you back or going forward. Right, yeah. and that that goes with all parts of life. So yeah. All parts of life, obviously, like health and strength yep. and finances. Mm-hmm. You know. If if you're not a- actively trying to become better, then you're yep. probably gonna become worse. If so. you haven't been going to the gym during the lockdown, did you get stronger or did you get fat like me? Uh, fatter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm starting to run now. Um, I, I'm starting to run about two miles with my plate carrier. Now uh-huh. my plate carrier has steel plates, not ceramic, so okay. they're a little heavier. But uh, my two mile time with my plate carrier is right around like 13 and a half, 14 minutes, where it would have been like 20 minutes. Really, so I've really cut. Yeah, I'm really happy with myself. I just wanted. To I can't run that there. fast without a plate carrier. <laughs> Anyways, my dad bod. <laughs> my, my dad bod has a max speed of like eight, like whatever that is. I don't even know. But yeah. All right, man. Well, I hope all of you enjoyed listening to our show, and we'll see you next week.